All right, it is five minutes past nine, and you are tuned into R City Radio on 102.9, 105.2, and 87.8 FM in the south of Luxembourg. Big thanks for all of your input so far on the show today, guys. Right now, though, I've got a guest with me in the studio. I'm jo- joined by George Gorans. Hello. Lis- Hello, Tom. <laughs> Our listeners will know his voice already. He's done shows on RCD before, either with Nicole or sometimes covering uh, for her shows. And a good few of you will also know him for his music as a member of the band Cedar Tree and also his solo work as Bartleby Delicate. Good morning, George. Good morning. It's nice to be here. Thanks so much for, for joining me on the show today. Today you're here to talk about um, your solo project, Bartleby Delicate, ahead of a, a pretty special concert that's happening tomorrow in the Rotonde, right uh, outside our studios here exactly. at RS City Radio. And we're going to talk about the concert details in a little bit, but I just thought we could start off today, um, start the interview. Uh, for any listeners that, um, you know, maybe they might not know me. Yeah, maybe they're yeah. first time listeners or they haven't heard your music yeah, yet. Sure, sure, sure. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, how long you've been making music and what kind of music you make? Yeah, it's been quite <clears throat> quite some time, you know. I, <laughs> I think I still see myself as as a young man, but <laughs> but uh, it turns out I'm I'm gonna gonna turn thirty this year, and I I started like yeah, like when I was seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, with my band C Two Tree, and uh, yeah, this apparently worked out well <laughs> for me because I'm still on it. The band still exists, and it was yeah at the beginning we were just fooling around, you know, in a in a garage just like like all the school bands mm-hmm. and then we had some some pretty cool stuff coming up some radios picking up our music and we played some cool festivals and i think this is when we realized oh maybe maybe this really just like something i i, I could go for you know mm-hmm. it's like kind of a career yeah and and then i was a little bit abroad and since i'm back in luxembourg i started the solo project bartleby delicate and with this one i'm yeah just trying trying to release good music and and tour as much as I can. Yeah, now 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 I'm here after all these years and yeah, still still trying to improve every day, I guess. And how would how would you kind of I know it's probably a very difficult thing to sum up in something quite personal, but how how do, how would you describe your your music making process? Is it different when you're making stuff on your own than when you're making it with seed to tree? And what's that how how does a song for you usually start and you know, what's the kind of way yeah. that you make your your tracks? Well, I guess it changed a lot over the years, mm-hmm. like with C2 Tree, as much as um, when I write them for the solo project. Because at the beginning, we were really like, I really often just wrote the songs on the acoustic guitar. I went to the band, we rearranged it together. That was the song. Um, now with the band, we we really have this jamming approach, which I really love that we just meet. <laughs> There's no idea at the beginning and you just play. And at one point, there's some riffs um you know, kind of like coming, like it's getting clear that maybe mm. we should structure the song around this riff or something like just sticks. And you yeah, kind of, this vocal line yeah. or something sticks, and then then yeah. But it's it's to be honest, it's a it's a tiring and it's long process mm. because it's it's not like one person that takes the lead, which sometimes can really help. When I do it on my own, it's very yeah. At the beginning, I was really planning to have Bartleby Delicate as a a singer-songwriter project. So that was kind of clear. You start either with the piano and the guitar and you sing and the text is important. But now I went a lot more into like a, 
uh, kind of an idea of like uh, writing a lot on the computer. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of electronic instruments that I that I start with, and sometimes it's rather a sound that can inspire me than than a chord progression or you know it's just like yeah it can be pretty much anything. I work a lot with with field recordings, and I had one really cool experience now in December when I went with a friend just to like a little Airbnb in the mountains not far from here, and we just set up our little studio. It's nothing, you know, that's kind of the cool thing nowadays that you do not need an expensive studio to make decent music. And that was just so nice to be for 10 days in the nature mm -hmm. and just seeing what's going to happen. And there, I think, yeah, I did all the all the different kinds of songwriting, starting from a sound, starting from, from uh, a sentence, starting from a chord progression. And do, so you recorded there in like in that Airbnb in the mountains. So do you do you always produce your own music? Do you do you record everything at home or? Yeah, I have one friend. I always do it with. Mm -hmm. um, it's Antoine Honoré, ah, Napoleon Gold. Napoleon Gold. Yeah. yeah, I think you know each other, right? Yes, uh, we do, yeah. and he's been on the show before as well. Yeah, another and another great uh, Luxembourgish um, musician. Exactly, yeah. and I think we have really good connection, and that he sometimes, um, yeah, might might be yeah just kind of be a nice balance in my songwriting okay. i i think i tend to make things complicated and i think he's kind of nice in correcting me and just also sometimes pinpointing okay what is already nice in the first place so you work with him kind of like as a producer he, yeah he exactly kind of, yeah even though like i think that over the time you know like there's no clear rules anymore you know sometimes he sings and then this turns out to be the vocal line and Sometimes you know, like just mm. like I, I think we we now had did pretty much everything that he came up with the chords. I did rather the production stuff on the song, you know. Okay. So I just see it more as like a really open collaboration where we just trust one another, and yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great to have that kind of relationship. Um, when you play live. I've seen you play before. Um, I've seen you play at Rotonde. Uh, I think it was you were supporting Hilado Negro, and mm -hmm. this was a really nice, really nice show. But you were playing on your own. Yeah. This concert tomorrow, you're playing uh, with a full band, and I believe that this is uh, the the reason for this gig is because it's a yeah. vinyl release. Yeah. You're putting out um, the vinyl is like a live uh, album or live recording of a of a pretty special show exactly. that you did last year at the Philharmonie in Luxembourg. So what kind of led to starting to play live with a band on stage? When did you kind of make that decision to move from performing solo to performing with a full band? It was because I, I had the occasion to do it um, when Philharmonie contacted me in 2018. So mm. it's, it's been a really long time. Right. Um, they, they asked me if I would like to do a solo show or, you know, that we could discuss it. You know, what, what, I, what I would like to do and then we could, you know, look with the budget according to whatever I need. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, I really love bands like Big Thief or Sufjan Stevens. And I was sometimes feeling like the solo stuff is fun and it's also logistically super easy and handy, mm -hmm. especially for support shows. But that sometimes I'm also missing something, you know, the, the dialogue partner or like to develop some, some ideas and go even further. And uh, at Philharmonie was really the concert where I thought, yeah, I think it's the moment to to go for like a bigger project, you know. Mm. And it was just it it should be this one occasion. Sure. And then the the concert was it was one of the first ones that got cancelled during the pandemic. So yeah, it should we have, all know what happened there. <laughs> exactly. So it should have been happening in 2020. Then now we 
really did we in the end played the concert in 2022 and then I was a bit feeling you know ah there was so much time and so much energy now mm -hmm. going into this concert it is sometimes a bit sad when after one hour of music you know it's over and you will never hear it again so that was a little bit like already before playing the concert I was thinking we should definitely record this and mm -hmm. see how it goes and if it's good recording maybe this is a nice occasion to do a live album and I think it's something that a lot of people don't do so often anymore here mm. like especially in Luxembourg I don't I don't know a lot of live albums yeah um so I thought for me it's really something on my bucket list that I want to do sure and, and let's talk about a little bit about the musicians that you're working with in the band because yeah. these guys are all uh, very established artists themselves in Luxembourg aren't they um who plays in the band with you so um, there's Claire Parsons, who's a very famous jazz musician and a beautiful voice. And also she was a perfect fit because she plays the keys and she's kind of helping out, you know, every time when, I don't know, when the there's a bassist also there, Nick, uh, Nick Sauber. And when Nick doesn't play the bass because he's also playing the cello, Claire could play on the, on the Moog synthesizer, the bass. So it was kind of like... Nice to have uh, to have these two Claire and Nick on the team because they are super versatile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that 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 was reasons why I asked them, um, and I'm yeah I'm just super happy with what they did. I thought they were super creative in the process and super flexible, um, just like adding textures to to my songs. And then on the drums, there's Christoph Dommer. He's known for playing in the band Autumn Sweater. Um, and yeah, I I think that Christoph is one of the very clever drummers um, who really play for the song and, and not so much for, for their own ego. You know, I think mm. it's not about, uh, for him, it's not about being the best, but it's for, yeah, it's about doing the best for the for the team. So for me, he's like the Ringo star of the Luxembourgish drummers, <laughs> which he considers to be a big compliment. I think that's a great compliment. Yeah. And and last one is um, Jamie Reinhardt, who plays the pedal steel and the electric guitar. And yeah, I met Jamie like uh, 10 years ago. And when I just saw him play back then, I was like, wow, <laughs> I was really amazed, you know, how could someone play the guitar so nicely? So in a way, he was maybe the first one I was thinking about. And, and also because we talk a lot about music and we have a lot of the same references. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit of a all-star cast for the band. Then, how did it? How did it feel the first time you guys got in a room and started working on your own on your songs? Like, how did they translate? Did the others like just pick them up, or did you kind of show what you wanted and they followed your lead? How how did that process work? Yeah, it was fun because <laughs> I did prepare something, mm -hmm. you know, and I think there was a little bit of a risk with the team because they never played together. So you can they can be individually great, but you hope that the chemistry works. And then I, I try to prepare so well that everything will, will work out smoothly. But <laughs> then when I showed them the song, everyone was just like, I, I remember their faces that everyone was like, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, let's do this. But then they did really whatever they wanted. Oh, you know, yeah. it was really like, but it was kind of nice, you okay. know, that they, they just took a little bit of the inspiration of what I prepared. And then everyone did it in their style. And mm. in the end, I think this is really what it makes what makes it special because it's not like, yeah, it's not like w what what I intended to do. It was really a dialogue and then, you know, also over a few rehearsals then you change this and that and, you know, you try out some things that might not work. But it was really like, I, I do not feel that it's only my songs, yeah. but it, I think it really became ours. And was it easy for you to kind of uh, relinquish control in that way and let them kind of do their own thing with their parts? 
Yeah, yeah, because I'm because I'm also used to it from mm, from from, from C to three, yeah. and you know it's uh, that I'm 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 not uh, that egomaniac that I would, but you know you just like you just really want it to turn out nice. So, mm. uh, so I think you prepare just that's then kind of the worst case. You know, if no one has any idea or feels inspired, we can do what I prepared. But then you know, especially also the drummer, because this I think something. Where I'm not, you know, I do not have really this, um, this. I've, I've, I've always been a bad drummer. Let's say okay. it like this, you know. So this is really not my, my in my comfort zone. And <laughs> I prepared some beats. And sometimes okay. he was laughing. You know, some drum feels like dum 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 dum. He was like, Nah, yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna do this. This is Phil Collins. We're uh, we're gonna do something else. <laughs> that's great. Um, I mean, you've played in most of Luxembourg's great venues and festivals. Um, But Philharmonie is kind of a special, special one to play, right? Yeah, it is. Um, what, how did, what did it feel like playing in there and 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 being asked to play there? I mean, it's, it's quite a big achievement. Yeah, maybe it's even this uh, that was the biggest achievement that uh, I was asked to play there, and mm. it kind of, you know, I think that as pop musicians, we're all a little bit, you know, we feel a bit inferior mm. to the jazz and, and classical musicians. You know, like I I learned most of the instruments by myself. I do a lot, like from just like my gut feeling mm -hmm. and uh, and when like the people for, who who normally book classical and jazz music um in this philharmonic concert hall you know they call you and they say like hey i think you would be a great fit in our lineup then obviously you know it feels like yeah becoming a, a, a knight <laughs> the night I made it <laughs> I made it exactly no so that was really cool and then the concert itself it's a beautiful room and, and the, the, the people were so kind so yeah it was definitely a special moment mm. but um, but Rotante now tomorrow is more maybe my home base which mm. is also going to be just yeah I, I think it's, it's just going to feel nice also to do the concert in a room like in, in Philharmonie the, for the drummer I think it was like don't hit the snare too hard because the room resonates in a special mm -hmm. way so just be aware of the, of that and I think here maybe like all of these thoughts they will not be there which can 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 be just nice for us mm -hmm. to just play freely so I mean this was a, a really kind of special show like Philharmonie with this band you know of like a, almost a super group and that's why you you kind of decided to try and record this and um preserve it i guess and have something after it right to kind of mark it is that right yeah um the thing about a live recording i guess is that you only get one chance to do it exactly right <laughs> you weren't going to play the show twice yeah, yeah yeah so how did that work how, you know how did you record it and what, what did it did it make you more nervous the fact that you <laughs> yeah, were yeah, recording it, did. it? Yeah. it did and i think also for the other people in the band you know everyone was like okay if i If you play a little mistake live, you know, in, in one minute, everyone will have forgotten about it. You mm -hmm. know, that's part also of playing live. But with the recording, the recording doesn't forget. Mm -hmm. So I think that was definitely something that was in the back of our heads. And uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I forgot your question. Like you you were saying... Like um, just, just you know, how, how did recording it in the Philharmonie work? And, yeah, and, yeah and exactly. More I remember what I wanted to say. Yeah. Because... Um, I remember the the particular moment, you know, when I was telling people I was in the audience, it was after, um, it was before the encore, when I went back on stage and I was like, listen, um, we recorded this and I might want to release this and I might want to stay in touch with you guys in the audience in case you want to purchase it. So that was, it was for me important to maybe already 
drop it on the night itself to say there might be something coming afterwards. And at the same time, I didn't want to announce it beforehand because, as you said, it's a one shot. You know, mm -hmm. you, you only have one chance. So if you notice already during the concert, nah, this was not our night, then you, yeah. you know, you like if you announce it beforehand, you cannot step back. So mm -hmm. that that was really what, what I was thinking beforehand. I was like, I, I want to record it. I want to release it. But it's. It's just too risky now to announce it already. Mm. Yeah, we're going to do this live recording at Philharmonie and then you play <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this was not the best day. But in the end, it turned out to be um, to be a, a really, really good day for us because when I listen to the recording, I'm really proud of what we what we managed to do there with just one concert and a band that never played before. And um, what a lot of people do not know is that we had a rehearsal on the same day that we recorded as well. And so I had two recordings, so okay. I, I had a chance to cheat. But in the end, I decided to only go for the for the live recording. So it's all the, the concert recordings because it was just different energy during yeah. during the rehearsal and you could really hear it and and can you hear like the audience in the recording is there can. some kind of crowd noise and a little bit or yeah but yeah. in the end the recordings turned out the way you know you were happy with the show which is which is great exactly and then you went into the process of making this vinyl but one interesting thing about it is that um the vinyl's been produced through a crowdfunding right? yeah. so the people kind of got behind it yeah. before you even put it into production yeah which is quite amazing um, how you know how? What was that process like? Like reaching out to your fans and saying, yeah. "I want to do this recording." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the the truth is that a, a vinyl is super expensive to mm -hmm. produce, and you, you need to be sure of your finances for how many am I going to produce? Is it in the end gonna gonna work out? But then, you know, normally you you there's some funds that you you can ask. But for me, in this case, it was important that. It's it's funded by the people who want to hear the music, you know, and yeah, I, I just like this felt to be the right way. It was kind of we were all in this room together at Philharmonie and I wanted to, to finance the project with the people who were there or the people who are supporting Bartleby Delicate over 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 the last years. So that 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 was I think my main goal, just like that it's not uh here for me to you but kind of like more like Made creating with, yeah. this community and this this is this is all for for all of us mm -hmm. together so tomorrow uh you're going to be playing with the band the, the vinyl's going to be available for people to buy I guess. exactly right? it's also even uh from today on on spotify okay. so you can listen to all it right already. great yeah. and like you said um rotonde is kind of like a home base for you yeah so it's a venue that you're very familiar with um i'm sure you're going to really enjoy the show um but you know, once once this show is done, uh, what's next for you? Are what? you going to keep playing with the band? Are, is there more music coming? What have you got kind of on the horizon? No, this um, tomorrow is going to be the last time. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's once again a, a one shot. It's the second time, the, the one shot to, to see this. But uh, in 2021, I released an EP where there was like five, six songs on there. And I think that I now did pretty much everything I could do with these songs. Mm -hmm. I did remixes. I um, did choir versions. Uh, I now have a live versions uh, of the song. And I feel that it's now the time to close the chapter mm -hmm. and start something new. And there, I'm just really not sure yet um, where is it going to go. I mean, I had this one session in December where I was recording new music. Um, and I felt that there there was really a vibe Um that we created and I definitely want to go into that direction. But um, in general, I really 
just want to keep it open and yeah and maybe one day there will be a band again or maybe not but for now this is tomorrow is the last occasion i hope that people will come and that we can all celebrate this together but yeah this right. is it for for me for now yeah. brilliant um george thank you so much for coming on the show to talk to us about that best of luck with the concert tomorrow thank you so much um and i'd really encourage our listeners to go down and catch catch the catch you playing with the full band because you know i'm sure that's like a really special experience and for now you know it's the last time but also to pick up the vinyl um yeah i know that you've got a you're going to be rehearsing today yes in the venue exactly today is the big rehearsal day and then tomorrow showtime yeah all right well thank you for joining us thank and taking so the time much. to come on the show and yeah have a great gig thanks i'm going to play a track of yours now this is Bartleby be delicate with sleeping song it's also the last track for today's show so before i play this i want to say big thank you to everybody um that tuned in today everyone that took part in the time warp and sent in your requests Whatever you're up to over the weekend, have a good one. And if you can, get down to Roton tomorrow night. There's no to be strong. You said there's no to be strong. You said there's no to be strong.